weakness be my strength. Come now.
church say amen. From the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms. Psalm 34. Psalm 34 and verse 19. These are the words that you find there. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. I want to talk <clears throat> for a few minutes about afflictions in righteousness. Afflictions. <clears throat> in righteousness. I, I want you to notice this whole psalm. Well, if you notice the whole psalm, you see that there is a deep contrast. For when you began reading the psalm, you began reading Psalm 34, it starts out saying, I will bless the Lord. At all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. That's how it starts out. It starts out with a praise. It starts out with a high moment of praise. But by the time we get to verse 19, somehow the praise turns into this instructions many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. And that's what we want to look at. We're going to look at that transition. How can all of that be up in the same sum? Do you ever take time <clears throat> to look back over your life and marvel at what the Lord has done. You ever do that? You ever, yeah, you ever look back and, and really you ain't you, you ain't got to talk nobody about it because don't nobody really know your story, but you. But you ever just marvel over what the Lord has done? But then, while you are thinking about that, and while you are right on the edge of a shout your mind sort of drifts over to what could have happened. Oh, he's blessed you. He's been good. But somehow the other side of your man's mind says, oh, yes, he did bless. He did. But I, I, I can't help but think of what it could have been. What could have happened. If you read the Psalm of David, you'll see that that's exactly where David is right here. 
David is reflecting on things, how things have worked out. But he's also thinking about what could have happened had not been for the Lord. You can read, you, 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 if, you, if, you, if you look at this thing, you see that, that, that this psalm of David, if you look at it before it even starts, you can see before, even before you get to the first verse, that is an explanation. And, and David is reflecting on how things worked out for him one time. He's reflecting on what could have happened. And sometime when you got time, go over to, to, to 1 Samuel 21, and you'll see exactly what David is reflecting on. David is reflecting here in this psalm. He's reflecting on a time that he got himself in a jam. You can read about it in, in 1 Samuel 21. Got himself in a, in, a, in a mess, and he realized that it was nobody but God. Who got him out? He, he, he's reflecting on a time that, 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 that he stood before, yeah, yeah, this great king, and, and, and he realized that the only way that he got out, he, yeah, you, you read it, read it for yourself. He, 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 he acted like it, he began to, to act like he was out of his mind. And, and the king at that time, rather than punishing him, let him go. And he, he hadn't forgot that. He has not forgotten that. He, he realizes that God has always been there to get him out of a jam. So in this psalm, in this psalm, David is reflecting and recounting that experience. And, and as he is reflecting on it, it puts him in praise overload. Y'all hearing this? That's a new term puts him in overload. It puts him, it takes him to church. I don't know about you, but every now and then when I start thinking about how good God is, I don't have to be sitting up in here. <laughs> I get to think about what the Lord has brought me from. It, it will take me to church. Take me in to praise overload. So you, 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 you want to you, you go into worship real quick you just start thinking about what the Lord has done. You, you want to you wanna get your shout on real quick. You just begin to think about what the Lord has brought you out of. Listen to him saying, listen to what David, yeah, David, David, he's thinking about what the Lord has done and how good the Lord has been. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. But not only does David worship, not only does he worship this psalm, in this psalm, this is a psalm where he invites everybody to come and worship and praise God with him. Look at verse 3. He says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let me shout by myself. If you ain't got nothing to shout about, shout about what he did for me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Verse 8 <clears throat> describes his personal experience with God. And not only does he ascribe his own experience, he invites others to make it personal, to, 
to make God personal. Listen to him and saying, oh, taste and see. That in your book? Old taste and see. Yeah, in other words, he's saying, I have tried him. I have tasted him. I know how good he is, but I can't make that assessment for you. Y'all ain't hearing me. You got to taste him for yourself. You, you got to try him for yourself. You taste and you see that the Lord is good. He's got his praise going on and he's really feeling this thing. And you can really feel him as he goes in to these wonderful things about the Lord. But then somehow in the midst of all of this praise, we hit verse 19. And here is his testimony to you and to me. In the midst of praise, his testimony to us. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Right in the middle of praise, many are the afflictions of the right. This, my brothers and sisters, is one of those texts, one of those texts in Scripture that makes folk wonder about those of us who live for Jesus. They wonder why in the world would anybody sign up for that? You, you're trying to live a righteous life and you still got to go through stuff. Are y'all hearing me? You, you, you're trying to be like him, trying to be so righteous and you still got to face the same stuff. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, uh, 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 yeah, you see, the truth of the matter is, brothers and sisters, affliction <clears throat> is really not a good marketing strategy. Really isn't. Affliction ain't a good marketing strategy. Who who wants to sign up when they know from the beginning that I'm signing up for affliction? That's why a whole lot of churches and a whole lot of groups, rather, matter of fact, a lot of groups have tried to change and eliminate that message. They try to tell you to sow a seed and join this movement. You'll always have money in your pocket. Y'all hear me? You, you'll never be sick, and every day will be a sunny day. That affliction thing ain't working. Y'all hear me? They, they want to paint a, a better picture. This is one of those verses in the Bible that will cause you to question God. And please don't make more of that than, out of that than what it is. You, you may not question his existence, but every now and then you do wonder about why God does things the way he does them. That don't mean you don't believe in him. It don't mean that you don't believe he exists, but every now and then you do get a question. God, why are you doing it like that? It's, it's almost like the last thing you want to hear. And especially when you're talking about folk who are striving and who try to live a life of righteousness, almost the last thing you want to hear is that you got to go through something. 
But the message is clear. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. What are afflictions? What are afflictions? Afflictions are things that cause distress. Afflictions are things that cause pain. Afflictions are things that cause suffering. And you can sort of understand why sinners have afflictions. Y'all hearing this? You sort of understand why, why sinners somehow, yeah, you, you understand why they have to go through stuff, but somehow you just thought that when I got on the Lord's side, all of that would be behind me. But the truth is, the truth is, seems like since I started walking with the Lord, any honest folk in the house? Seems like since I started walking with the Lord, Sometimes look like things get a little worse. So the question must be raised. The question must be raised. Why? Why do we have to face afflictions? Why do we have to go through? Well, I'll be honest with you and I'll just be as honest. The answer is tough. It's tough. The text here sort of ties our afflictions to our righteousness. Look at it. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many are the afflictions. So we are left with a question. Why then are the righteous afflicted? Are y'all hearing this? Why are the right? Well, Let's just go straight at it. And let me suggest that the righteousness, the righteous suffer affliction because of, and this sounds like a strange term, but because of our imperfect righteousness. Let me say it the way the old folk used to say it, because we ain't what we ought to be. We, we, ain't, we, we ain't where we're going. We are imperfect in our righteousness. You see, let me see if I can get you to understand a little bit. I, 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 used, to, I used to travel a lot. Now, y'all think I do now, but I used to travel a whole lot in revivals and going around revivals. And, uh, and uh, back years ago, I, I was driving cars that was sort of iffy. If y'all understand that, huh? Uh, I'd take the revival, but the car I had was sort of, y'all, some of y'all, and I don't know if anybody in here remember that, that Subaru. <laughs> yeah, you remember that Subaru and that monster that sort of iffy. You know, I'd take out the revival. I didn't know if I was going to get there or not. I just, you know, but I had faith, but, but I'd been stranded a few times. Been stranded a few times. Didn't didn't know whether I would make it to my destination or not. But then one day, Tina over in the office, she told me about a triple A card. Told me about that triple A gold card. Gold, gold card. So I got that card. And since I got that card, I have never really worried about reaching my destination again. Are y'all hearing me? And my, my car didn't necessarily get me there. 
But after I got that card, it guaranteed me that, that I, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah that, 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 that wherever I am, they will come to my rescue. Y'all ain't hearing me. And yeah, 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 they guaranteed me that I don't have to worry about getting to my destination because they are committed to getting me to my destination. All I got to do, flash the card. Record shows up. All I got to do, flash the car. If I need to get from where I am to where I can get a ride, all I need to do, flash the car. Take me to a car rental place. They put me in a better car than I had. All I had to do, flash. Y'all ain't hearing me. So my assurance, the assurance that I have in reaching my destination has nothing to do, are y'all hearing me, with my car. Yeah, my assurance in getting the way I know I'm going has nothing to do with the condition of my car. It has to do with the fact that I got a car. <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. Get it? No money, car broken down, couldn't help myself, but the clout that I didn't, the clout that I had didn't depend on me. Oh, y'all hear me? I was riding on AAA clout. Y'all hear me? That's imputed. Y'all ain't hear me? That's what the Bible, that's imputed. I ain't got it. But because I got a car, yeah, I got every right. Are y'all hearing me? I got a triple A stranded behind me. That God is perfect in righteousness, but you and I, we are imperfect in our righteousness. Isaiah 54, 6 says that our little righteousness is just like filthy rags in his sight. So whatever righteousness I have, is imputed righteousness. According to Romans 4.22, Abraham's faith was imputed to him for righteousness. So the righteousness that I have, we have not on our own. The little righteousness that you and I have, it's not ours, it's not on our own. I think some writer said it best, we just got through singing it. When he shall come in trumpet sound, Oh, may I then in him be found wrapped in his righteousness. Are y'all hearing me? Wrapped in his righteousness, alone, faultless, to stand before the throne. That, my brothers and sisters, is imputed righteousness. You see, the only way that I can claim the promises of God are y'all hearing me? The only way I can claim the promise of God and his righteousness is I have to pull out my Jesus card. The one with the blood on it. Y'all are here. I have to pull out my Jesus card. The one with the blood. Are y'all hearing me? Every now and then I have to pull out the card and say, I know I ain't got what it takes, but I'm a member. Y'all are here. This is about as hard as I'm going to preach today. 
I, I'm a member on my AAA card. It, it says a member since 2004. My, my Jesus card, with the one with the blood on it, it says been a member since 1956. Are y'all hearing me? And so, so, since we are imperfect in our righteousness, there is a constant need for us to purge. There's a constant need for purifying and chastening to rid us, get rid of some of those things that we still got that we need to get rid of. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we have to go through stuff because we are trying to look like Jesus. And so we got to go through stuff and, 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 and trials will cut away everything that don't look like Jesus. Y'all ain't hearing me. You see, after we yield our lives to Jesus, we go through a process of ridding ourselves of anything that doesn't look like him. After all, see, AAA is not there for you just to take advantage of them. See, you, you can't just know your car going to fall apart and call AAA. AAA is there until you can do better. Are you hearing? Yeah, yeah. So you can get your car fixed better. Until, so, so you can until you can get a better car. You just don't call AAA and say, do it. Are y'all hearing me? You do know that as long as you live, there will always be something about you that needs fixing. Except that is a truth. It is a truth. As long as you live, there's something about you that needs fixing. And one thing that helps us fix them, one thing that helps us fix what needs to be fixed in our lives is afflictions. Y'all hear me? One thing that helps us to go ahead and do what we know we need to do, affliction. And the more fixing we need, the more afflictions it takes. Are y'all hearing me? The more fixing we need, the more afflictions it takes. No wonder he said many are the afflictions. Of the righteous. See, I, I don't ask, I don't be asking the Lord why. That's one thing I don't do. I don't be asking the Lord why because I know why. I know why I have to cry sometimes. I know why. Are y'all hearing me? I, I know that it's necessary to get me where he wants me to be. You wonder why? Seem like people who are unrighteous get by. You wonder why it seems like they don't go through what you go through. It's because they don't believe what you believe and they ain't going where you're going. Are y'all hearing me? So it is affliction that continues to mold us and make us after his will. But not only that, affliction draws us into a deeper intimacy with God. Listen to David. David said, same David said this. He said, it is good for me. Psalm 119. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. David says affliction is a good thing for me. Are you, you need to hear this. David says that when I'm afflicted, it's when I'm afflicted that I draw closer to God. It is when I'm afflicted that my worship becomes more intimate. My praise 
becomes more. Are y'all hearing me? Can anybody relate to that? It is in my afflictions that I'm, I can come to church and I'm less aware of who's there, what they got on. If I'm afflicted, I ain't paying no attention to no, Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is in my afflictions that I, I ain't concerned about whether the deacons were off key. I'm not concerned with whether or not Rev pulled it today. If I'm afflicted, I'm too busy trying to get into the presence of God. You know, if I'm in my afflictions, I don't have time to worry about anything else. It's my affliction. Y'all hear me? It was David's affliction that brought David. It was the affliction that brought David to the point of expressing some of his greatest truths. David did some great writing. He said some greatest things, but I want you to know, David wasn't sitting around trying to think of some poetry to write. It was affliction. He sat out there on a cold hillside watching sheep and fighting off lions and fighting off bears in order to write, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. David sat in dark caves hiding from his enemies who were trying to take his life. He wasn't just sitting around trying to think of some poetry to write. He was running for his life when he wrote, he that dwelleth in the secret place. Of the most high shall abide under the shadow. Are y'all hearing me? David wasn't just sitting around writing poetry. He had spears thrown at him. He had armies hunting him down to take his life. That's why he took his pen out and wrote, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall, are y'all hearing me? Affliction will drive you to do a whole lot of things that you never would have done. It opens the door. But lest I carry this too far. Let, let, let's look at the rest of many are the afflictions of the righteous. And as the text unfolds, it sets you up for praise. This thing, it's sort of a setup now, 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 now. You, you may have to go back and study the Bible a little bit and get familiar with the word, but those who are familiar with the word, it sort of sets you up for praise. Look at it. Many are the affliction of the righteous. And this thing just sort of unfolds. So anybody want to shout, you'll find a place to shout in here. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but. Now see, a good shouter would already be shouted. See, it don't take much. It doesn't take much. If you, yeah, the afflictions of the right, many are the afflictions, but. The, the, yeah, it says, but and those who know English and who know the word, you know that whenever you see a but, that means things are about to turn around. You really ain't got to know the Bible if you know good English. <laughs> yeah, when you see the word but, that means that things are about to change, about to turn. But, but, but then that ain't all. That ain't all. You see, but, but if you keep reading it, you see, see this thing unfold. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord. <laughs> Y'all hearing this? Anybody in here know him well enough to know that whenever you see but the Lord, 
things are about to change. Daniel was in the den with the lions, but the law. Y'all ain't hearing me. Peter was thrown in jail, but the law. My job shut down, but the law. Lost everything I had, but the Lord. I was a sinner on my way to hell, but the Lord. <laughs> but then he keeps on. See, this thing is unfold. Well, let's unfold it. But the Lord delivers. That in your book? So keep unfolding this thing. You'll shout in a minute. But the Lord, deli- I just like the sound of that. The Lord delivers. The Lord delivers. A lot of people make promises. Yeah, but the Lord doesn't just make promises. He delivers. But then, still unfold. Let's unfold a little further. The Lord delivers him out. You don't know how to shoot. You can't shout if you ain't in. Anybody ever been in a mess? Anybody? But the Lord delivers them out. Y'all hear me? And and let me help you out. In order to to be delivered out of something, you got to be in something. Y'all ain't hearing this. I I said, in order to be delivered out, you got to be in something. It's amazing. Everybody wants to be delivered, but nobody wants to go through anything. Y'all hear me? But in order to be delivered from a fire furnace, you got to be in a fire furnace. In order to be delivered out of a lion's den, you got to be in a lion's den. My experience is that he brings you to it. He'll bring you through it. Is there anybody in the house that can testify right now that he brought you out? Is there anybody in the house that can testify that he brought you out? But then that, that, that's one, another step. But the Lord delivers them out of them. See, you're going to shout in a minute. Many are the afflictions, but the Lord delivers him out of them. What is them? It really doesn't matter. <laughs> Y'all are here. What, what is them? What does do? Yeah, what, what? It really doesn't matter what them is. He delivers them out. Are y'all hearing me? Of them. But then, my brothers and sisters, if you ain't shouting yet, going through afflictions, the Lord is there to deliver me. I would be blessed if the word had said he'll get you out of some of them. Y'all ain't here. I would be blessed if, if the word said the Lord would get you out of a good many of them. I'd be blessed if the word said that the Lord got you out of most of them, but Yeah, let's look back one more time. Let's unfold it one more time. But the Lord delivers them out of them all. Y'all ain't hearing me. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, let me say it one more time. If God leads you, 
if he leads you to it. The same God will lead you through it. He never leaves us. What if I got a witness here? He never leaves us to struggle alone. And as I go to a close, I call on the Apostle Paul to give us a post-resurrection. Are y'all hearing me? A post-resurrection view of affliction. You see, as correct as David was, he didn't have the information that Paul had after the resurrection. Y'all ain't hearing me. David was before the resurrection. Paul was after the resurrection. Paul had a whole different view of affliction. His view was in light of what Jesus had already done on Calvary. And when you consider what Jesus went through, how they whipped him all night long, how they put nails in his hands, nails in his feet. But Paul looked at that in 2 Corinthians uh, and Paul says, uh, although he went through all of that, yeah, he looks at what you and I are going through. And he says, what we are going through is just light afflictions. Y'all ain't hearing me. That's what happens after you look back to the cross. These become light afflictions. Listen to Paul. Paul says, for our light afflictions, which are but for a moment, they work for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight in glory. Don't miss that. Yeah. Paul says what you and I are going through. Yeah. He says, first of all, your burdens are light. Then he says they are temporary. Yeah. And then he says they are not working against us, but they are working for us. Are y'all hearing me? But though my afflictions are temporary, my, my reward is eternal. Yeah. Somebody ought to shout, yeah. My afflictions, uh, they are temporary, uh, but my reward uh, is eternal, yeah. So when I look at it like that, yeah, I can join in uh, with the songwriter, yeah, who said when waves uh, of affliction yeah, sweep over yeah, my soul uh, and the sunlight uh, is hidden from you, uh, Whenever yeah, you are tempted uh, to fret or complain, uh, just think uh, of his goodness. Uh, Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah. Just think uh, of his goodness uh, to you. Uh, yeah. Do I have a witness in the house? Uh, he's been good. Uh, he's been good. Uh, while I was sealing my sins, uh, he gave his son uh, to die in my place. He died on an old rugged cross, laid him in a bowery tomb. But I rejoice today because I'm the Sunday morning. He got up, he got up with all power in his hands. Just think of his goodness. Many are the afflictions of the righteous.
but the law. He delivers them not out of a few of them. Not out of some of them, but all of them. Just think, even now, brothers and sisters, just all that's going on around us right now, if somehow you can just think of God's goodness. Sometimes we can't shout because we're looking at the wrong thing. Think of his goodness when waves of affliction sweep over my soul and the sunlight is hidden from view. Whenever you're tempted to fret or complain, just think of his goodness. Hope my backup is in the house. When the waves of affliction sweep over your soul, and the sunlight is hidden from view. Oh, whenever you are tempted to fret or complain, you just think Think of his goodness to you. Yeah, 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 yes. When the waves of affliction sweep o'er your soul. Yeah, that's it. And the sunlight. Yes, is hidden from view. Yeah, if ever, yeah, yeah, you are tempted to fret, fret or complain. Oh, just think, think of his goodness.
to go through what God allows us to go through the afflictions that sweep over our soul that but God delivers us from them all we ought to be grateful that we have a God who delivers no matter what you've gone through that God has delivered. You can stand where you are right now and understand that the God we serve has delivered us from them all. That not only has he delivered us from them all, but even those things that are on our way, the storm that is in front of us, God still has the power to ride on every storm. And so, if you're out there and you don't have a relationship with this God, this God who gave himself in the person of Jesus the Christ, who laid down his life on Calvary's hill, but he was in the grave only a few days, and early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. That God is the God that delivers from all of our afflictions, and he'll come to give your life to him right now. Bible simply says, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. Somebody thank God for salvation today. That, that, that we know a 
Salem Missionary Baptist Church here in Lilburn, Georgia is one of God's greatest churches. But wherever you are, if you have accepted that message, the good news of Jesus Christ, you are saved today. And the afflictions are on their way, but because you are saved today, he will still deliver you from them all. Let, let, let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for another timely word. Word where there is something that is in front of us every day that we don't know if we're negative and we don't know if we're positive. But God, what we do know and what we learn today that you are a delivering God and you can deliver us from this virus. You can deliver us from this cruel, cruel world. You can deliver us from all things. God, we thank you. For your old deliverance. Lord, we want to thank you for what we do have. Don't have much right now, but we want to thank you for what we do have, Lord. We don't have all we want, but we want to thank you for what we do have, God. We want to thank you and we can still bless your name at all times. That your praise shall continually be in our mouth. Thank you, Lord, for just a good time in your name. Thank you, Lord, for supplying all of our needs. I thank you, Lord, for being a good God. Thank you, Lord, for being a trustworthy God. I thank you, Lord, for being a righteous God. For everything that is righteous in me is but a filthy rag, but your righteousness sweeps over mine, and thank you that I live under the weight of your righteousness. And Lord, when it's all over, we heard today that these afflictions are just light afflictions, but what's on the way is an eternal weight in glory. Lord, I look forward to the heaviness of heaven. Is there anybody here that can thank him for what heaven is gonna bring? It's gonna bring joy. It's gonna bring peace. It's gonna bring understanding. It's going to bring everything that we need. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we trust you. Lord, we pray for those who have accepted you on today. Lord, we ask now that you would guard their hearts, guard their minds, and guard their souls as they labor in the labor of love of Jesus Christ. And assure them today that whatever they're going to go through, that God is a delivering God. This is our prayer, Lord. We thank you again for our pastor. Keep your hand upon him. Lord, lift up his body where it is weak and torn down and strengthen him. Lord, we thank you for week by week, the Lord, you meeting us through the word of this man of God. We want to thank you for Richard Benjamin Haynes right now, Lord. We want to thank you for what you've given us in your gifting. We want to thank you for the shepherd of this house. Lord, we thank you that he is our shepherd, but we're so glad that you are the shepherd and that you keep us all. This is our prayer, and we pray it in the matchless and mighty name of Jesus the Christ, the one who bled, who suffered and died, but how like our pastor say he ain't dead. And I thank God that the same God that died is one day going to come back and to receive us unto himself. In that name we pray. Amen and amen and amen.
Y'all bless the Lord in here. Bless the Lord in here. Amen, amen. Wherever you are, wherever you are, if you've accepted Jesus Christ today, you need to let somebody know. Call our church office. We'd love to have you as a part of this church family. But there are other church families. You find somewhere where you can serve and where you can study. Uh, go to them and let them know that today you have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. This is the first Sunday, and we want to present our youth and child of the month, uh, our youth of the month for uh, the month of, we're at, I'm behind time, August. All right, our youth of the month for the month of August, Javante Fleming. Javante Fleming, y'all bless the Lord. Bless the Lord for Javante. Amen. A wonderful example to all of our young people, a hard worker, and uh, uh, we just thank him for his hard work and for the wonderful example that he is to young people all around us. We salute you today, sir. Thank you so much. Our child of the month is Zion Moore. Zion, wherever Zion is. Amen, amen. I just love the name Zion. Amen. We thank God for Zion, his, act, his active role in the life of this church. Thank him for being a wonderful example. So Zion, we salute you today. And we have some things for you when we get a chance to see you. God bless you. Amen, amen. Let us continue in prayer for those among us who are bereaved. Uh, we have uh, gotten word that Michael Williams... Uh, who is the son of Mela Williams. Now, it's sort of hard to, but, but uh, our mother Williams, mother Williams, mother Louise Williams, uh, who is one of our oldest members, she's 103. She has been hospitalized. She's been hospitalized, and uh, uh, she's there right now. While her daughter has to travel to California uh, because her grandson passed away. So in the passing of a grandson and her hospitalization, we just need to pray about that whole situation. Let's just keep them lifted in prayer. Mother Williams is 103 years old, has had a wonderful life, and I just don't believe God is through with her yet. Let's just keep praying. We know that God can step in if he wants to. Amen. Uh, grief Share. Grief Share will begin this coming Saturday, September 12, from 10 under 12. Uh, it will begin this Saturday. There's the session will it'll be a virtual session, and you can register by calling Deacon Bailey at the church office. That is the Grief Share, Grief Share, and that, that's been a wonderful program for many, and so it'll be starting up again on September 12th. You can call the office and register and sign up with Deacon Bailey. I do solicit your prayers this week. I do solicit your prayers. I, I uh, have have to go into the shop for some repairs. Uh, and I've been blessed. I've been blessed. I've been blessed. I, uh, I've lived this long, and I really ain't had to go to the shop that much. I really ain't had to deal with the shop. But all at once, I, I'm having to go to the shop and get some things repaired. Uh, and you know how that whole situation is. I, we thought that I was going to get my eyes fixed and while they're doing that, they find something else. So now i got to get something else fixed. <laughs> so I'll be checking into the cab medical on Thursday. And I want everybody in this church, <laughs> I want every member of this church, and I ain't going to ask you if you know the worth of prayer, if you think you can pray. <laughs> I want every member of this church to just call my name. 
I have not had to go through these kinds of experiences before, but I know others have, and I've seen God bring so many. And I just believe that what he's done for others, he'll do the same thing for me. So I want everybody to just call your pastor's name. I don't mind you calling me by name. No, don't, 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 don't go with the pastor thing. Call it Richard. <laughs> My name is Richard, Richard Haynes. You call that name on Thursday morning, and God will do what God does. And I, I thank you for your prayers. I thank you for all your kindness so much. Amen, amen. Again, thank all of you who do come, who are allowed to come out and share these moments with us. Uh, we're looking forward to the day, and there is a plan. You'll be hearing about it soon. There is a plan for all of us to be able to come back together again. we got a plan in the works, and I'll be sharing that with us. Be sharing that with us real soon. Matter of fact, I, I, you, better not, you better know I ain't going to let y'all come back until I can get back. <laughs> amen, amen. So I'm praying that that's going to be real soon, that we're going to be able to get everybody back together. I get the less control I have over anything. <laughs> my, my children say that everybody ought to be praying right now. So, Reverend Atkinson, can you come down? I just think that as we, we're definitely going to be praying on Thursday, but we are together to now corporately. And um, I just believe that, that this guy has given us this opportunity that we could pray for our pastor. They do so much for us and um, it's just good that we can just come together corporately and, and, and get on one accord even now. And we even believe, God, that Thursday may not even have to happen if we could just go to God in prayer even now because God, God is still a miracle worker. He still can do exceedingly, abundantly above all we could ask or think. So for all of us together, um, we just want to come together and pray for our pastor. Amen. Let us pray. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down beside the green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Lord, hear our prayer, O Lord, and attend to our ways. For when our heart is overwhelmed, lead us to a rock 
that is higher than I. Recall the name of Richard Benjamin Haynes. Recall him? Brother, we're calling on you, God, for his behalf. You know his body. You know it from the head to the toe. So, God, I'm just going to call in the name of Jesus. Your healing power. Because this is the combine known to you. You knew it before he knew it. But right now, God, because you've done it for one, you already done it for others, you can do it for him. We're claiming your healing power right now. We plead the blood of Jesus over Richard Benjamin Haynes. And not only him, God, we call on your name of Beverly Haynes. Touch her now, God, as she now has to comfort her husband. And the children, oh God, go with them, go with Sheila, go with Jason, go with Anita, go with all the grandchildren, God. Cover them all. But in spite of all of this, you have never failed us. You have never left us. You're still the heel that we can look to when we're going through, God. Comfort us now, God. Comfort your people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Reclaiming victory. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. For sickness. Hallelujah. For diagnosis. Hallelujah. For treatment. Hallelujah. For medicine. Hallelujah. For the doctors. Hallelujah. For the procedure. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, you get all the glory, you get all the power, you get all the healing. It's in the name of Jesus. We claim your blessing right now, God. Touch, 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 touch. Like only you can, God. In no name we pray. We claim it done. We claim it done. In Jesus' name. Lord, be with our church family now. Speak peace to all our hearts. Let us all not get weary in well-doing, but let us look to the hill from which cometh our help, because all our help cometh from you, who made the heavens and the earth. It's all in your hand. We thank you now. In Jesus' name, we claim your victory. Amen. Amen. Amen.
why don't we just praise God in this house? Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. God be with you till we meet again. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.